Welcome to the Care to Change podcast. We're grateful to have you join us today. This month, we begin a new topic on Life Uncensored, a series of Becoming, with a conversation between April and our counselor, Mike Spencer, as they discuss becoming a better parent. We hope this episode will provide you with practical solutions for positive change. Welcome back, everyone. This is April Bordeaux. Thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with us. We are kicking off a new series this month, and it's called Life Uncensored, a series on becoming. And this month, we're going to talk about becoming a better parent, becoming a better spouse, becoming more balanced and less stressed, becoming more patient, and becoming a better version of ourselves. So, Um, We're all the time talking in life about how we can become something, be better at something. So we thought we would take some of these more relevant topics and just talk about some practical steps we can take in each of these areas. And so today we have uh, one of my favorites with us, Mike Spencer. Mike has been on our podcast many times. He brings a, a wealth of wisdom. I think our most downloaded podcast was one where Mike talked about uh, managing difficult behavior in your children. Um, Mike is a resident expert in parenting. He is a parent. So Mike, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us again today. I'm glad you're here. It is great to be here. Thank you for having me join you, April. It's always a pleasure. And every time I talk with Mike on these podcasts or I'm sitting in a room where Mike is leading a workshop Um, I always have my notes out to take notes because I know I'm going to be learning as a parent from Mike. And so uh, this is such a great opportunity, even for me sitting on this side with my pen in my hand. So Mike, today we are talking about becoming a better parent. So before we start, tell the listeners if they're new to you, why this subject matters to you. Uh, well, I mean, the, re- the reality is, um, from the very ver- first time I, w- I became a parent, you know, some 30 plus years ago, it's always an area of growth, you know, that you don't have, you can't, this is not um, where you can put a chip in your head and download uh, the information and suddenly become an expert in jujitsu. But I, with my five kids and four grandchildren, there is always time an opportunity to become a better parent, you know, as, as they grow and change and as you grow and change and go through different seasons of life, there is time, uh, to grow. And that's certainly as being part of being a lifelong learner, that is, is, uh, central to being a good parent is uh, lifelong learning. And so I'm very interested because there are always things I'm reading and learning uh, that teach me that there are things to work on as a parent. Oh, that's such humility. We're never done. I guess it's also no. encouraging to hear you say you've been a parent for 30 years. You're a grandparent and you're still learning to be a parent. Your kids range from what age to what age? Well, uh, from 13 to 31. So a, a big range there. So still got, you know, some actual new teenagers at home. Uh, so <laughs> still at home, we have a eighth grader and a freshman in high school. So we are walking through the, those waters again. 
So, yeah. okay. <laughs> and this time has to be a little bit different than when your thirty-some-year-old was a teenager. Oh man, the world has changed a lot. Just, just not only am I different, the world is different. No cell phone, or we had there were cell phones, but not no smartphones. Mm-hmm. You know, it was about texting and. You know, not about, you know, Facebook or I was going to say instant messenger, but that was around before, before cell phones. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I love that you're even just starting us off just by, with the reminder that central to being a good parent uh, includes being a lifelong learner, because it does seem like as a parent, you know, you get one stage and then they enter into another one and you're like, oh, what worked 10 minutes ago isn't working now. I know. I know. That's very much the truth. And, you know, and that that is it. You know, growing is all part of this. And you kind of, you need to set yourself up for being a growing through this, growing with your kids. Um, Because if you expect this idea, there's oftentimes this idea of, I ought to know how to be a parent. This should Mm. somehow just come naturally to me. I should have this innate knowledge. And there's a way in which that's true because we've had our experience as being a, being parented. And we certainly picked up a lot of things from our parents, but we don't have that innate, um, this is what I ought to do uh, in every situation that we'd like to have. And so we have to learn. And uh, for many parents, that's a challenge because the idea of I'm learning how to be a parent on my kids feels like there's something wrong with that. But, right. but that's precisely the truth. Yeah, it's it's so interesting that you say, you know, we we learn from our our parents, you know, so for the listeners, a question I would ask is, who were your parents growing up? You know, was it your biological mom, biological dad? Mm-hmm. Was it an aunt, an uncle, grandparents? So who, you know, step, stepmom, stepdad, maybe you had a mom, stepdad, stepmom, dad, you know, maybe you had four, you know, and then it's, do you want to be the kind of parent they were to you? Right. And most people, it's, it's rare that someone says exactly, I want to be exactly the way my mom and dad were. Right. And yet, where did we learn how to be parents? Right. That's where we it's, picked it up. Yeah. So, so we kind of, we took the tools that our parents gave us, whether the tools are good tools or broken tools. And then right. we're given this child, whether it's through birth or adoption or, you know, uh, you know, coming from a family member, however we have these kids. And then now we're supposed to use these tools that we knew that we grew up with. Right. And, and we don't even know what we have in front of us. And we're supposed to true. use these tools. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad that you make that point that, you know, it is a life learning, uh, lifelong learning process. And we're not given necessarily always the best tools. So it's uncomfortable to quote, like, try it out. Right. And then you have a second child and you realize, well, even if you, you knocked it out of the park with the first one, it doesn't work for your second one. So right. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, you have five. You've you've had five opportunities to get it right. <laughs> yes, well, well, you know, still still trying trying still trying to bat a thousand and not not <laughs> haven't hit it yet. <laughs> you know, like we had to stop it too because there's no way. You know, we're like, nah, nah, don't don't go back up there. This this is good. Right. Too's good. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this. You know, um, sure. How you know for the listeners, they're probably parents of some sort 
you know, parents somehow, how do they, what are steps somebody can take to become a better parent? Well, you know, I, I, uh, thinking about that, this and kind of putting some, you know, thoughts together, there are some things that are pretty basic, um, but oftentimes we don't really think about them in terms of parenting. Maybe we do, maybe we don't. But, I, but the first thing on the list is that we want to have unity to, between mom and dad. We want to have unity between the parents. Um, that that's central and foundational uh, for their experience. So this may be a little bit of a surprise. Maybe that's a little bit out of, out of right field or left field, whichever one, whichever field you want, but having mom and dad on the same page and having unity between them. I know that that now all of a sudden I've turned this into a parenting from a parenting to a marriage yep. uh, issue, but, but um, we can't separate those. We can't yep. separate those things and mom and dad need to be unified. And that's uh, really central to being a better parent. Is, How, can you talk about the dangers of not being unified? Yeah, I mean, I think that one, you if you're not careful when you're not unified, I think typically what you will find is kids will play mom and dad against each other, mm -hmm. um, and that's and and so it, it will create additional division in the family uh, if you're not if you're not unified. Now, I think that 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 means that you're both kind of confronting like the, the ways you were brought up and the differences in how you view parenting. So that's oftentimes one of the biggest challenges for parents is getting on the same page. Actually, it's interesting that you say that because uh, in our series that we just ended on the trouble with love and marriage, uh, one of the topics was when kids seem to be ruining your relationship, uh, right. Haley talked about that and you know she really brought in this idea of, of being on the same page as well that you know working together as a team having the mindset that we're right. raising these kids together um, right it's kind of nice to know when you're on it in in this as a team because when you fall down just like the scriptures say the other one's there to pick you up and so you know uh, when I make a, a parenting blunder I know Randy can and can come in and um, make up for that, or if Randy does, and I can come in, and so we can kind of support each other in our own right oh, mistakes and and things that we do well too. So I love right. that idea. What are some ways that mom and dad can become unified? Well, I, I think you know sometimes it helps to, if you will, you know, get the, read the same parenting book. Whether that's whether that starts out with what to expect when you're expecting, right? Where, wherever that starts, getting some understanding of developmental realities of our children, right, and what they're what they're capable of. So some of that, and of course, you know, praying together is a mm -hmm. big one. You know, praying for your children having you know similar goals for your kids. But that's, you know, all of that centers around communication, mm -hmm. right. And talking about it. I've had uh, some good, a good mentor who I know he and his wife would go away kind of quarterly and, and especially sort of at the beginning of the, of the kind of school year, they would go away for a weekend or 
even even if it's just an overnight. And they would sort of talk about, you know, my, our kids are such and such ages. And what are kids at that age like? Mm. You know, what are they like? What are, what are what, what's a what's a first grader and a third grader like? What's a you know, what's a sophomore and a and a senior like? What's what are they like? And to be able to then talk about, you know, what the the natural challenges that they face you know, in, in elementary school or junior high and how do we, how do we help them with that? So that it means being very intentional and to, to build unity. Um, and something I'm hitting at or kind of even speaking to, uh, you know, is a, a, another one. And that is like, what happens when parents get away? What happens when they, when they talk, what happens is that, well, there's clear leadership, mm. right? We're on a path, we're going somewhere. And so when we have that unity and out of that, out of that unity, out of those discussions about what is age appropriate for our children, what kind of expectations, what kind of challenges they're facing out of that comes leadership. I love this idea of intentionally taking time away and uh, looking at where kids in general are developmentally because it gets ahead of the curve, which is, exactly. um, oh my gosh, our child is, and then you're batting defensively um, mm -hmm. versus getting ahead of it saying, okay, these are some of the things that we might see. What are we as a couple going to do about it so that we're not blindsided and we can celebrate if, if, and when it doesn't happen or if it's a good thing when it does, you know? Um, so I love that communication, that intentionality, that that setting that side, that time and learning. Uh, yeah, you're setting kinda, yourself up for success. Really? I mean, it's just like, it's kind of like meal prep, you know, mm -hmm. prep and ahead mm -hmm. of time. So you're not sure what to do when, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to do this ahead of time. That's really right. It's like making that grocery list before you go to the grocery store, right? Mm -hmm. What are we, what am I buying? What am I doing? What am I getting? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what yeah, am I going to have so to eat? Good. If we do that plan ahead of time, it's much easier. Mm-hmm. When you creating, get there, that's good. Creating unity. You said praying together, going away together. Are there other things that create that unity? Well, you know, um, I think talking about together, like the way you were parented, mm. you know, mm. understanding what it was like, how, where you came from, where you each came from, and what that was like, mm -hmm. and yeah. thinking about that, the world. What was the world like then? You know, and now with mm. what is the world like now? How has it changed? Yeah, yeah, because things are different, and we can't expect to to parent the way we were parented in the same right. place because it's not the same. Okay, so uh, becoming a better parent requires unity between mom and dad. Unity and, between mom and dad yeah, requires right. intentionality and communication and planning right. and these other things. What else is needed to be a better parent? Right. Well, the one thing that kind of hinted with that was the idea that there needs to be clear leadership in the family. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. That's number two. And that kind of also sort of flows out of all of that work you do together as parents, that so, you have a clear leadership in your family. So this is going to kind of touch on some toes here with our modern day world. Sure. Uh, talk about what you mean when you say clear leadership. Well, it's easy, and traditionally, I would say that there's usually one, you usually 
uh, one parent who, you know, we often look to for that leadership. And I would say that that's the, you know, take for dad, right. To step up and to take that leadership. Now, obviously mom also is going to do her own leading when dad's not there, but, uh, but oftentimes it's easy for there. I guess I would speak to what can be, you know, abdication that often occurs abdicating leadership. And that's a challenge. I know Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't want to step too hard mm-hmm. on those toes. And I know that parenting is challenging. It's difficult. They don't, they don't necessarily come out of the room, womb ready to be here, mold me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you give a, a practical example of how that happens, establishing leadership, especially when there, I'm not talking necessarily about unity. I'm just talking about a disagreement about uh, some parenting method or pattern or idea or something. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I think that God makes it clear, right. Where that, where there are, you know, more, more counselors in the sense of where there's more input, there is greater wisdom. Hmm. And uh, I think everybody is having to evaluate know what do which direction is the right direction to go and so when there is a disagreement sometimes that disagreement is you know fundamental to what we're going to do and sometime you know what the the parenting strategy is so whether there's a disagreement of let's just say whether it's going to be any uh corporal punishment right Mm -hmm. that would be that would be sort of an area where there could be disagreement or whether or not there has been, like, this is a rule that we have, for instance, you know, which is a common one, like no, no lying, right? So there are sometimes parents have, so for, for me, um, that was less of a hot button issue. Like for Kathy, that was a much bigger deal. For me, I was a hot button for me was when they would sort of pick on each other. Mm. Um, when I would have one older one picking on a younger, smaller one, that was a hot button for me. And so I learned to look to Kathy when it was a hot button issue for me. And so one of the ways that we sort of dealt with our, we, we owned what were hot button issues for us. Mm. And we would then sort of exercise humility in, asking the other person, you know, looking to the other person for clarity on how we should respond Mm -hmm. because it was a hot button issue for each. So there's a, there's some humility that's required here. You know, I think that I, 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 I don't know that it's emphasized enough, but I think that unity is a very big deal and it's very central to the health of the family. And so that requires some humility in your leadership. I'm pausing because I'm writing that down. Unity is central to the health of the family. And what was your statement about leadership? Um, leadership requires some humility. And it's not just leadership is not just saying, okay, um, we're going to do it my way. Leadership is saying, okay, here we've established the goals. We've established um, what we want for our family. And is this particular choice we're getting ready to make in line with what we have, the page that we're on. Mm-hmm. 
I think you're saying this without saying this when you talk about knowing what our own hot buttons are. And when you were talking about sharing how you were raised um, and that's, you know, that your mindfulness, you know, right. Being mindful, not just of your kids, but your own issues. That's Um, right. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, it's a good reminder. It's sort of like key in the parenting 101 world is being mindful of what your of what your issues could be, your own issues could be in your own hot buttons. And if you don't know, then you become a landmine. Right. Right. So your kids will be kind of tiptoeing around you trying to not try not to set off that landmine. Or they'll say, oh, the heck with it. I don't really know how to not trip that landmine. So I'm just going to jump right on top of it. <laughs> jump jump on all of them. Right. Oh, that's so true. So we've got uh, unity between mom and dad. We have clear leadership uh, in the home. Right, right. And then I would say this is going to be a really big challenging one. And that's no alliances, right? No, No alliances between any parents and the kids. So no parent is going down and acting like one of the children uh, and no parent is reaching up and pulling any of the kids up to be in parental roles. And I, you know, I can certainly, I can think of an example, you know, um, I was at the grocery store and saw, you know, a teenager from youth group and they, they kind of said, Hey, um, you know, don't tell, don't tell dad, but mom is letting me take the day off school. Because I just really wasn't up for going to school today, and and so there's so that's that's an example of an alliance between mom and mom and daughter versus dad, and so those are critical to a healthy family to being a better parent. I know that sounds like an extreme thing, but I think uh, that happens a whole lot more than people realize. It does, and it puts the the balance of leadership out of order. Right? It does. That's and right. Because then when it comes time to correct, whoever that child is that didn't tell dad now doesn't have to listen to dad. Right. That's so, right. Uh, it changes the balance of leadership in the home when there are alliances made. That's a good. Right. It's really good. Well, you know, and I, I think that it can be especially that way challenging now when we have a lot of blended families. I think that's even a, a, a bigger challenge to avoid those alliances. Mm -hmm. And even if it's even alliances where it's, you know, one with mom or dad against the other, when they're in different households, I think we have in that situation, we have kind of an epidemic of alliances. Okay. So we have unity, we have clear uh, leadership, we have no alliances and what else? Yeah. So this is going to be, you know, so uh, a challenge. So the idea here is that we create a safe environment um, for our kids. Um, and I think of in terms of safety, I'm thinking in terms by modeling respect and emotional regulation that we are parent as parents are creating that safe environment for them. And that's by demonstrating respect. And that's both respect to our spouse and to our kids being respectful to them. And regulating our emotions, you know, that if we're asking our kids to be regulated, we have to model that as well. And so the, the idea is not just that, that with the focus is on that safe environment for our kids to be mm-hmm. themselves. 
Oh, there's so much. I feel like I we know. could do an entire episode on that very point that you just now made. I mean, to create a safe environment by modeling respect and emotional regulation. Oh, if we only had a magic wand. I know. <laughs> to have just this happen in the homes, uh, how much care to change would be different, you know, <laughs> because we are, you know, you say it, I've heard you say it so many times, I've quoted you, you know, being an emotionally illiterate culture not in tune with what's happening internally so emotionally dysregulated as as a culture as people right uh, in general just people are just permitted to fly off the handle about anything now and so right it's a norm in the home and that's so destructive as a parent right um, right in a child's development so i'm glad that you listed that as one do you have any resources for parents that are listening to this Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I'll go to my kind of, of course, the connected child, which is a standard great work to aid in being a better parent by Dr. Karen Purvis and Dr. David Cross. Another one, which I you know, find really helpful is Parenting with Words of Grace by William Smith. Another book that really encourages us and certainly helps with that creating that safe environment. And then lastly, but not leastly, is Parenting from the Inside Out mm -hmm. by Dan Siegel. That's certainly one that really helps with creating that mindfulness and awareness of our own kind of hot buttons mm -hmm. and what is helping us. It truly helps us take our parenting from, you know, something that might be just sort of intuitive and reactive to something that's proactive. We also have a parenting series um, that we've released on an earlier podcast. Um, so we can link that series to uh, in the show notes. And we have on our resource page, uh, a section on parenting that also includes some additional uh, resources as well. So uh, we want to definitely resource the listeners in uh, how to be a parent, a better parent. And just, I want to swing this back around to how Mike started this. This is a lifelong learning journey. And so uh, I wish we could just, I've read those 12 books, check. Now I'm, now I'm the parent, the gold star parent. Uh, right. But then they get older and we get older, like you said, and, and things change. And so we have to that's right. right again. I want to add this one other uh, resource. It's called Parenting Your, and then it has the grade of the child. So it's Parenting Your First Grader, Parenting Your Second Grader, Parenting Your Third Grader. And it's a series. It's a really practical book that says this is what to expect. This is developmentally where your kids are. These are chores that they can do. These are ways that you can connect. Right. And so it's super practical, right? I love these books. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So that's a great great little series to add as well. So, well, Mike, as always, you've given us a lot to think about. And I'm so glad that you're with us today. And you're with us on our care to change team. If you are listening, and you're really struggling with parenting, uh, really struggling with unity, really struggling with clear leadership, or the alliances or creating that safe environment or emotional regulation, some of these things that Mike mentioned that our key to becoming a better parent, I really want to encourage you to reach out. We really want to give you the resources, but also let you know there's hope. It's never too late. 
Um, if you're like, ah, my kids are this old, why didn't I practice this early on? Brains can change, relationships can be restored. So it's never too late to start Absolutely. working on being a better parent. So I want to encourage our our listeners to please reach out if you are struggling, if you know someone who is, it's why we're here. Uh, Mike, thank you for being here. Oh, you're welcome. So and good to be here. Yes. And thank you all for listening. And we hope to connect with you soon. I'll let you know, uh, like I said, this was the beginning of a series. And so we're going to continue next week with becoming a better spouse. And then we'll talk about being less stressed, more patient. So we've got some good episodes coming up. Pay attention to those drop dates and we'll connect with you soon. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317 317- 979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.